Speaking the truth to the state capitol, this is Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, May 3rd, Tuesday, one week away from uh, the primary here in the state of Nebraska. Well, it is uh, day eight of the uh, exploratory mayor race. Day nine. Oh, day nine. Day nine. This day is why nine. you have a producer. Yes, you have to learn to count. I'm your host, uh, Jack Riggins on Drive Time Lincoln and Johnny Cadillac, who is doing his best to hold down both producing the show and being the comms director of this exploratory committee. Day nine. I'm sorry. Day nine. Uh, wh- what have I learned today? Um, politics is dirty. <laughs> That's what I've learned, folks. Um, interesting enough, uh, KLIN. Um, we are starting uh, blogging, if you will, so be on the lookout for blogs from the Commander and Drive Time Lincoln to expound on the topics we have. Uh, I guess the other major news before we get to our guest, um, continuing uh, really openness for the political circle uh, so the candidates can get out to you, is the Supreme Court deal and this leak information. Um, I got a friend, West Coast guy, talking on Twitter. Here's what I know. Our professional standards and thereby ethics are in decline and have declined. Period. End of story in this country. And once again, it's just another sad event that will play out over the next couple of months. It's so so darn disappointing that at this point, I don't even want to talk about it. I want to talk local stuff because local stuff matters. Uh... Tracy Rayfear's back in the studio running for county treasurer. Uh, the last time we talked to him, uh, we've had Jasmine Gibson on, who is his opponent as well. But uh, Tracy, welcome to Drive Time Lincoln. Thanks, Jack. Um, again, a uh, little bit of a newcomer to politics, but motivated. Um, why don't you tell me again and the audience your qualifications <laughs> that you feel are important for this job? Well, uh, I have a unique set of skills, um, financial advisor, uh, fiduciary for nearly 30 years, already managed millions of dollars for others um, in the investment world, as well as a small business owner um, by myself. Uh, I built the highest secured storage facility in the Midwest. So on a day-to-day basis, uh, I manage millions of dollars. Um, It's unique to the Lancaster County Treasurer's Office uh, for investment licenses because uh, it's never happened before. Now, the reason why is because these investment licenses, um, you got to study hard. Uh, there's compliance issues. Uh, anybody in the investment world that works in, works in the investment world would understand what I'm saying. But it's also, uh, I mean, a lot of people don't understand this as far as giving investment advice you must have uh investment licenses to give investment advice uh much like a cpa i'm not a, you know i'm not a, a, an accountant i don't pretend to be one uh, i don't give tax advice uh as well as an attorney uh, i'm not an attorney i don't pretend to be one uh and i don't give legal advice cuz i don't have those licenses so it's very unique it's never happened before uh, and I have a very unique skill set that will help the county 
uh, find inconsistencies or even talk the same language to our vendors that already uh, help the county. Well, you definitely have background. It's kind of interesting listening to you talk and uh, the fact I was mentioning the Supreme Court. Uh, clearly, uh, there's some professional standards that you've earned, you've used in your private life, uh, as well as ethical standards that go along with what you do. Um, that I think it's probably accurate that says you're uniquely qualified and prepared to do this. One of the things, it's very interesting, I had Charles W. Herbster on as well as Teresa Thibodeau yesterday, and I've been tracking the uh, local party here, the Lancaster County Republican Party. They've been doing straw polls. Uh, Charles W. Herbster said, I don't care about polls. Uh, you, you know, folks that have heard him speak, that's how he speaks. Uh, I just go out and work. But he was 62%. Uh, here in Lancaster County in that straw poll. And uh, do you feel the same way? And the reason I say that is they just released another one, right? And you are up 81% in that straw poll. That's got to make you feel good. It's not the end game, but, I mean, as a candidate, you're starting to get some... Uh, yeah, some what do traction. you think about that? Uh, I'm humbled. Uh, I think it's great. Um, I think the people have spoke. They know that I will serve the county well, help the county, uh, and as a fiduciary... Uh, and a lot of people don't understand exactly what a fiduciary is, that a fiduciary must act in the best interest for the client uh, and never in the best interest for the investment advisor. So, uh, meaning I will do everything in my power to help the county and every taxpayer of count is inside the, the Lancaster County, and not just Lincoln, but uh, our surrounding cities that don't get um, the respect, like Waverly or Bennett, Hickman, Davy, uh, Raymond, uh, etc. Uh, and I think it's a big deal. Uh, a lot of times, these outside the city um, residents don't feel like they have a voice. And I'll tell you right now that you absolutely have a voice in me. Regardless, I can't change the policy because I'm would just be the treasurer, but I can certainly facilitate the conversation between other departments do you feel i've kind of noticed this over the last year and you know in the military i'd say it's like a sucking chest wound it's kind of like lincoln in this county has really sucked a lot of energy and i get it it's the biggest city but oftentimes in the politics the outliers like the waverleys and the hickmans and the panamas and davy or you know need more representation oh, absolutely. is that a fair I mean, assessment do you think yeah it's very fair i mean we've collected uh, in 2019, we know the numbers for property tax that was collected. Uh, and of course, uh, anybody who's paid property tax knows that we collect in arrears, meaning, so 2019, we would have collected the 2020 year as far as taxes. Um, but we don't know the 2020 uh, numbers because here we are in 2022 and those numbers have not been reported. So inside the current county treasurer's uh, administration, I, I would say, is there's some transparency issues uh, and as well as these individuals, the residents around the county feel that they don't have a say in county government. Mm. And like I've said before, because I was in front of Waverly, I was in front of Hickman City Councils and I, and I told them, look, any decision that the county makes absolutely has uh, consequences and effects of you in your city, even yeah. though you don't live in Lincoln. Sure, sure. And like I've always said, even when we're talking infrastructure, I mean, essentially, 
all the county folks, uh, for the most part, you know, when I talk about law and order, uh, are coming in and out of Lincoln every day. I mean, Lincoln itself is bigger than the population. And really, we should always look at things from the county perspective because it's a very Nebraska thing. Um, one of the things that's interesting to me, again, we're on with uh, Tracy Rayfear running for county treasurer. Um, he'll be part of this uh, GOP primary coming up on Tuesday is I'm looking around as you know, you look at the governor's race and you see all these endorsements and things like that. And uh, I know myself and my business, I'm a member of LIBA and you know, I've heard different things. Uh, seriously, if you take the show over from Colby Mack, essentially, you know that Colby Mack, my predecessor um, was, he started LIBA was big in LIBA. Um, but at the same time, I was surprised because the endorsement went to your opponent. And I didn't even realize that they were endorsing or their pact was endorsing. Um, But nonetheless, then I look at the kind of straw poll, and I know polls are polls, but you're at 81%. You know, it's just pretty decisive. Yeah, I mean, what a great question. Uh, Liba, I mean, it's in their their name. And and this week, May 2nd through May 5th, small business uh, week. Um, And Liba, Lincoln Independent. Business, Business Association, Association. right? Uh, it's in their name, right? And what I mean by that is that I am the only small business uh, owner that's running, um, and multiple businesses for that. Uh, and then you have to deal with as far as a LIBA pack. So one wouldn't exist without the other. So in my opinion, here's how it all worked as far as not gaining the endorsement. The director of LIBA... Uh, who knew that I was not on board uh, with a campaign that he's running. Uh, he knew that I was supporting a different candidate that than what he was representing. Uh, and then also my Republican opponent has a person that also works for LIBA. So I would consider it uh, perhaps a conflict of interest, uh, but I think it's, most disappointing that clearly the mission statement and policies have changed under the new leadership. Past leadership, like you mentioned, uh, was certainly about all small business. Um, I was then told by other members of LIBA that maybe Tracy's uh, too cocky, maybe too aggressive, uh, but most importantly, we can't control him. Mm. Well, that, that tells me that they want a puppet. That they want somebody that they can put a thumb on. Uh, well, I mean, I think I think what you're saying is, as you've laid it out, and I haven't asked anybody. I just thought it was interesting because I did know I do my research that you're the only small business candidate, and generally speaking, um, representing as you have said in your platform the things. And and I don't understand how all those processes. I know how the parties do them with kind of boards. Um, but certainly it seems like there's a conflict of interest there a little bit. Do you, do you feel that there's some of what we're hearing, even with the governor's race, about people that have been doing politics versus someone you would be considered an outsider? You would be. Do yeah, you feel I, that some of that is in, in these local races? Sure. I would consider myself grassroots. I would consider myself a constitutionalist. I would consider myself the only one uh, with a financial uh, qualifications to handle the $300 million in our county uh, investment portfolio. Um, maybe that scares them that I was able to or would be able to find inconsistencies 
maybe uh, that I could fix the problems that are currently not fixed. Yeah. Um, well, per, you know, perhaps, I mean, uh, our current treasurer has had a very difficult uh, situation with COVID. Um, she was faced with, you know, a 25% reduction of employees. And uh, so we're short staffed, um, moved and separated the buildings out. Maybe there's uh, perhaps different solutions. Yeah. One of the, I want to give one of the, uh, Texter's a good question, and we've got a couple minutes left. Um, how do you plan to showcase transparency and accountability if elected? Well, I think, first of all, with transparency is everything, and that includes the staff meetings. Uh, because this is an elected uh, position, currently uh, none of those staff meeting notes uh, are uh, what we would consider the open meeting rules or laws uh, affect that. Uh, so, for instance, if there is something that would affect the county employees' morale, uh, that would certainly transpire down to the county taxpayer as they come in and pay uh, their taxes or renew license plates. Uh, because if you have a bitter employee, um, that will absolutely transpire down to customer service. And make no bones about it. Uh, the county treasurer's office is collecting those uh, tax monies for the state, whether it be the driver's licenses or uh, license renewals. But understand, and no bones about it, we are in a business. And so, if you so don't, real quick though, you'd like to go above board, really, uh, really like the Fair Reporting Act and the internal kind of behind the curtain and and let people know how the decisions are made. I think everything should be reported in a timely fashion. Uh, Again, to recap, we, we don't know the 2020 numbers that we have collected for property taxes. And how do we know that? Because it's still not reported on the transparency porthole for the county treasurer. Uh, so we would have collected those monies in 2021 for the 2020 year of taxes. Uh, but yet here we are in now May of 2022, and we still don't know those numbers. Yeah, I, I always like when uh, texters... Uh Give me a question, you know, because we we're trying to delineate the differences between you and uh, your opponent and and things like that. And and my whole goal on this show is to get people educated on the candidates and therefore hopefully motivated to go out and vote. What what would you consider to be um, you, your differences from your challenger? Excuse me, and or why the people of uh, Lancaster County should well, have your vote. All right, so let's just break it down. Let's, let's say this wasn't a campaign. Let's lay, say this wasn't even an elected uh, position. Let's just say this was a job interview. I'm the only opponent, uh, the only candidate, whether it be uh, the incumbent or my Republican challenger, that has the investment licenses and the fiduciary responsibilities to handle the $300 million that are at the county uh, disposal, um, as well as as running a small business. I've run rental properties and owned my own business uh, for a very long time, 20 years plus. Uh, there is no reason whatsoever that we cannot make those buildings more efficient, whether it be LEDs or uh, moving the handicap back to where it was before, or uh, it wasn't that long ago that we were so proficient at making driver's licenses um, that we did it for other 
states. We don't do that now. That's uh, Tracy Rafier running for county treasurer. Uh, appreciate you coming on. Thank you. And uh, best of luck. Probably won't see you until after the primary, and we'll see. Uh, I know it wouldn't be your department, but uh, who's going to help me get rid of the purple lights out in the city? It's driving me nuts. 1,499.3 KLIN. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1,499.3 KLIN. All right, we just had uh, Tracy Rafier on running for county treasurer. He's uh, in a recent straw poll by the Lancaster County Republican Party. He's got 81% of the vote. It's just a straw poll. Charles Herbster. Said, I don't care about polls, Jack. Yesterday, at same poll, he uh, was polling at 62%. Pretty decisive for both of those guys. Interesting stuff. Um, we're going to have Kirk Penner on, uh, running for state. Uh, well, I, I want to call it school board, but I don't think it's that. Uh, state Board of Education here, second half. Uh, he hasn't been on the show, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I've seen him speak. Uh, he knows the issues. He was, uh, as you know, appointed by Governor Ricketts kind of to fill in, and now he's uh, running um, but uh, a deep conservative on his thoughts. Uh, we'll, we'll pick his brain in this campaign on all the issues that are out there, from CRT to sex ed standards to American values being taught, uh, some of this trans stuff that's permeating throughout the state and different issues. Uh, LNK Ted, uh, excuse me, LNK Today, tomorrow, right, which is Wednesday, um, they'll have Chaps at 710, Morning Drive at 735, and John Bishop on at 835. John Bishop will probably talk some Creighton stuff. That'll be interesting. Uh, DTL the rest of the week. We've got Deb Shore on tomorrow, as well as uh, City Impact, uh, who's doing some good things around the city. Uh, Thursday, we'll have uh, Natalie Weiss back on, uh, trans activist, if you will, a prominent Democrat as well. Um, looking forward to just kind of open mic her. We've agreed, you know, let's just let's just wrap about how things are going. And I'm, I'm actually looking forward to that because um, I, I think as my... GM would say we've been very generous to the candidates this political season, if you will. And we're looking forward to doing that again once we're through the primary with, you know, what what essentially would be neck down to party candidates. And then uh, Friday, we have uh, Travis Filing and Bob Boron. And then on Monday, uh, we will have sitting Secretary of State uh, Bob Evnen on. That's what I know, folks. Kirk Penner coming up next, 1499 3 Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Drive Time Lincoln with the Commander Jack Riggins on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Here we go. Second segment on Tuesday. Uh, Kirk Penner is in. We'll get to him in a sec. Uh, Supreme Court's got a rat. 
that is terrible for democracy. I hope they prosecute that guy. But in the end of the day, you know what it is? Uh, we have professional standards that are declining. We have ethics that are declining in this country. And that's sad. And, you know, it is what it is. KLIN's going to let me blog, so be on the lookout for a blog here shortly about the state of politics in, the, in this great state of Nebraska. We've got some thoughts and ideas on that. But, hey, let's continue on with uh, candidates. One that hasn't been in yet, Kirk Penner running for state schools board. Eh, yeah. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Jack. Um, you've got a little bit of um, fame and even know-how, not really fame, because you got appointed by Governor Ricketts to fill in, correct? Absolutely. So you're not coming into this job cold if elected? No, abs- no I'm not. So I've been on the board. He uh, appointed me in December. Uh, I threw my name in the hat probably a month or two before that, went through the interview process, uh, went through all that, met personally with the governor. We had an intense meeting and on what my thoughts were and and got a phone call on my way out to uh, Sydney, Nebraska to buy a handgun at my buddy's place and said, hey, would you like to do it? And I said, let's go. Um, two days later, I'm banned from Twitter um, <laughs> for for whatever reason. The official reason is I had a goose hunting picture with my buddies, oh, yeah, and, and they didn't terrible. like that. Mm-hmm. So uh, we got we're very pro Elon in this studio. <laughs> we were uh, so I think things have changed. I don't think that would happen anymore right, now that right. Elon has taken over. But uh, yeah, we started off running. So you know, I originally what got me interested in it is I sat on the Aurora School Board where I am from for 16 years. And when you sit on a school board, a local school board, where the control should be, and that's the way it is designed to be, what you find out is that you've lost local control. And if if local school boards are honest with themselves, they understand that most of the decisions are coming down from Lincoln. Um, and so we need, so you sit there and you get frustrated and you have your admin teams come in and say, Kirk, this is what we do, or board, this is what we have to do. We're told we have to do it. We have to do this, this, and this. Um, and the thing that really discusses a lot of us in the western part or just west of Lincoln is when they tell me a school board to do something, local school board, I've got to tax my buddies I went to high school who are farming because Aurora and most schools west of Lincoln do not get any state aid. And so if we can rein in what's coming in from Lincoln and get that taken care of, uh, that would be a huge win for all school districts in this state. So that's why I threw my name in the hat. Yeah, but that's interesting, and uh, most of my listeners will know I'm mo- I'm more of a radio personality than I am necessarily news talk. I would say I give out some bits of news, and then I, I make uh, informed opinions on them, and a lot of opinions maybe some people don't like. But that's okay. This is America. Uh, I remember um, here in Lincoln and State and all the uprising about CRT and sex ed standards, and I also remember covering that and trying to find contacts. And at that point, you were not in the seat, and then the people were really fighting away. But I just remember, as a conservative, how happy everyone was uh, when you got there. And I didn't know, honestly, until right now, that you had been on the Aurora School Board. So uh, you have much more experience in this dynamic, as much as anybody that's sitting on the state board right now. Oh, absolutely. Dealing with it, yeah. Absolutely. 16 years of dealing with budget and policy. You know, as a school board member, you're dealing with policy, budget, and you're in control of the, of the well, now the commissioner, but as a superintendent. So I came in with a lot of knowledge on how to do that. So I'm not coming in cold turkey. 
um, when I came in in January, you're right. There were uh, the health standards came in, and that that is one thing. And I want to tell every mom and grandma that's on the radio right now, thank you for what you did. Without the moms and grandmas in this state, we would be teaching things like you are given a sex at birth, and then you get to choose your gender. And you know, today here's a good example. You'd be you'd be taught that abortion is part of reproductive care. And if we're not already, that men can have babies. And there, yes, absolutely. Let's just call it what it is, absolutely. folks. You know, we've got an app now in Apple, and we've got an emoji with men can have babies. Come on. Mm-hmm. And that's that's where we were going. Except the moms and grandmas of the state primarily stood up and said no, and and don't twerk off your moms and grandmas. So they are still showing up at tra- at uh, board meetings. And so in January, I tried to get rid of the. Uh, the health standards and due to some bylaw issues, I wasn't able to present that motion. Uh, so I brought, I told him I was going to bring it back in February and I brought it back in February and I got, uh, it was put to permanently reject the health standards and I got shot down seven to one. I am the only conservative Republican on that board. I get along with all of them, just our views. Um, my view is like Nebraska and I don't think their views are Nebraska like, quite frankly. Uh, I think my views are the majority of this state and so I was happy to bring it. I would say you're right on about that and I would also say then, so being Right now on the state school board, it's like kind of like living in Lincoln, Nebraska, where we as conservatives <laughs> don't have many votes either right now. Yeah. Um, but you're absolutely right. I couldn't have been more proud of the people in Nebraska, the moms and the grandmas really spearheading, um, pushing back and showing that uh, we, the people, have power in these things. And uh, at the same time, we need elective representatives who represent you know the vast majority of views here in the state. Um, as you move forward some of your platform items and things that you're championing and are going to take if elected and, you know, back to fight. Yeah. So, so if elected, I'm, I'm going to push and my whole reason for getting on this board, obviously the, the CSE and the CRT, we just need to stop it. But what helps in that is to just devolve the power from the state board of education back to the local school districts. Cause I will tell you that if I would have brought those, those comprehensive sex education standards, uh, to my school board in Aurora, or if they would have come to Aurora and I would have brought them to the public, I would have been ran out of town and my superintendent would have been fired. So we've been doing this in local school districts forever. We, you know, it's sex education. We're doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, we're taking the fifth grade boys and girls. We're separating them. We're doing the doctors come in. My, my wife is a nurse. She used to do the talk with the girls. She gets it. But what is happening to the State Board of Education, I want to make sure I mention this, is that we've got great schools in this state. We really do. But what is happening is the State Board of Education and other groups within education are being influenced by outside groups. Um, some of those groups are being highlighted today, such as Planned Parenthood, uh, Omaha Women's Health Fund, that are getting into people's opinions and minds and trying to push political agendas down onto our kids, and that has to stop. We need to teach uh, math and, and science and social studies. And what's coming up next is math standards. And I will tell you, I've already warned them, do not bring politics into the math standards. Mm-hmm. Do not do that. I want to see those questions because I've already tweeted out some a couple questions that I'm already seeing from other states, and they're bringing the politics into a simple question um, that doesn't need to be done. So we'll see what happens. Kirk Penner, uh, 
on on state school board right now, but up for re-election, was appointed by Governor Ricketts. He's on the show right now. We're talking about his candidacy. Uh, one of the things that's been interesting to me, I've always taken the approach that, you know, uh, besides uh, what you were talking about, you know, writing, arithmetic, uh, you know, as you get into social studies and American history and just who, who we are and all of the things, sex ed, you know, these are things we learn. Um, ultimately, we're trying to teach young people what to think, or excuse me, how to think, mm-hmm. right, <laughs> not right. what to think. Right. Um, and I, I've felt this large seismic shift. And, and the thing I think that bothers me the most is Nebraskans seem to be susceptible to rolling things from the coast, each coast, yep. try to come in here and social media and digital has only made it faster. And there's so many levels where I see that happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I suspect some of that is what you're describing in, mm-hmm. in state uh, board of education. But I wanted to ask you, because here in Lincoln, every parent I talk to and even kids when I'm out at my own kids thing is what I call activist teachers, mm-hmm. where the curriculum is the curriculum. Mm-hmm. But they're putting their personal twist on that. Yep. How much do you hear about that? Is is that a problem? Is that something that we as a state and, and you and the board need to take a look at? You know, I don't um I will tell you what I know. Um I asked uh, somebody at the at the Nebraska Department of Education, okay, who is who is teaching our teachers? Who are the teacher educators, right. those that are teaching? And so I have an idea it's the N C T E and so they are being the reason sometimes that comes into the classroom when it shouldn't is because what's happening on college campuses and what is being decided by this board to teach the new teachers coming in has a political twinge to it, and it needs to stop. Uh, so, yes, they're teaching how you do math, and they, they teach you how to do math, but they're going to throw in the, hey, what's going on? I'll give you an uh, how can we throw in some some political issues into math or anything. English right, right. Language. I've seen those type of questions, yep. right? So we just really have to do two plus two, folks. Yep. But the sentence yep. itself yep. is either CRT agenda or some kind of other political agenda that it makes is. no sense. It is. Uh, for example, my son, Henry, who um, was graduating from Wayne State, was home for this last semester, taking his 12 hours online, needed to take, one is going to help out the local schools because everybody needs subs, right? So here's a uh, bright kid that's 12 hours away from graduating from Wayne State. He contacted NDE and had to get take a couple classes. One was bias. That was the class. So he had to be told, um, you know, due to the color of his skin, he was not a very good person. And that's just, that's not what we're, he's a, he's a gifted individual. Let's just let him go in there and teach. And, uh, I've taught him what is right and wrong. And, uh, and, and that's he knows not that. exclusive because when you say bias, folks, I want to break this down. I have had nurses. I have almost had every field over the last year talk to me about forced training that begins with, Essentially, you're white, and therefore you have white privilege mm-hmm. to some degree. And and so when we say bias, these are the type of things that are being thrown out for whatever reason right now. And again, I don't think it represents people. Nope. I don't think it represents Nebraskans. And, and frankly, it doesn't lead anywhere good for anybody, whatever your race is. I wanted to ask you about something that people aren't covering a lot, which is masks in schools and the damage and the numbers of mental health cases, um, the social stunting of students, the learning mm-hmm. stunting of students, the uh, behavioral, and you know what impact that's had, and and w- as we go forward, 
How right. are we going to handle those? Things? Yeah, we're going to have some issues here because uh, of the pandemic. We had a lot of remote learning going on. We had, um, you know, a lot of people says, hey, say, hey, we were out of school quite a bit. You know, west of Lincoln, we weren't out of school much, and, and we didn't do a lot of that. And they were masked for a little bit, but they came off. It was certain areas of the state that continued with the masks and that continued with the remote learning. <laughs> Lincoln, Nebraska. So those areas are going to have larger issues than, say, an Aurora or a Garing, um, anybody like that. So, but, the, but those school districts, with their local school boards, made those decisions. And so it comes back to local control that... Hey, if you didn't like the decision that maybe Lincoln Public Schools made with the masks, then you need to replace those school board members on the LPS school board. And that's the best we can do uh, yeah. to get rid of those. But we are going to have some stunted learning. That's just going to be a fact. Sure. Because uh, they were away from school and we masked kids that were that didn't need to be masked. And uh that is sad. So we'll be paying for it for years down the road. Well, one of the things that I'm hearing from you is getting local control back down to school boards. And on the flip side, for the parents who we are all invested in our kids' education, that those that's the first stop where we go as well to bring issues up and to you know mm-hmm. make change. Mm-hmm. Is, that, is that accurate? Absolutely. So you start with your local school board. The closer we can get the decisions closer to the voting public, the better off we are. It can't come from my state board of education or the legislature or the federal government. It needs to come from the local school boards. That way they're close and they have the buddies that they that voted for them and all their friends and community members that voted for them can voted for them to come and and make change on that board or pressure them to say, hey, we don't need to be doing this. Right. That's the best way. If you get too far away, then that other if that board's too far away, they're just not going to listen because who are you? You're out there in Potter, Nebraska. What do yeah. I care about what you think? You're miles out there. Right, so. right. Uh, again, we're on with uh, Kirk Penner um, sitting right now on uh, State uh, Board of Education and up for election in this uh, primary as we go. One of the questions... Um, that I kind of always ask, and I know it's been your first time in, is if elected and there's literally only one thing, you know, one or two, one A, one B, that you can get done while you're up there, what would that be for you? If I'm elected, uh, one, A, one A and one B, one, I'd like to permanently reject the health standards and I'd like to get rid of CRT in our public schools. And it's there. Um, it's hidden with through the social studies um website through social emotional learning and that's where it's where everything's hidden at so i'd like to get that out but b and maybe it's 1a together is we just need to get back to teaching our kids just you know math and science we need to continue to get them career ready i'm a huge advocate for two-year colleges uh, we have we have a need for that we have Absolutely. a lot of kids going to four-year universities that probably could do better at a trade or, or go to nursing school goodness you can do anything you want as a nurse. You can name your ticket right now as a nurse. So if you want to be a nurse, go into nursing if anybody's listening because it is it is a great uh, – that's what my wife, she could she could name her price right now. You bet. Uh, Kirk Penner uh, on state school board doing a great job, and uh, I hope you continue in state sure. uh, board of education. I get those all mixed up all the time. <laughs> my brain goes a million miles. Thank you for coming on. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Jack. Well, one of the things you don't, well, you may or may not know is, uh, and it's interesting you brought it up, is uh, my um, exploratory committee for mayor of Lincoln, Nebraska. We've been talking about issues, and one of mine platform items is the bridge learning from high school or trade school so that young people in Lincoln, Nebraska have a job. Education, 
post high school leads to a job with businesses. Huge for young people to understand yeah. that trades and being viable to the economy is big for you and it's big for us. 14993 KLIN. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 14993 KLIN. Oh, Johnny, I guess I can't help myself from comedy as I see the uh, national news start to go. Here we go, folks. Uh, a leaked memo in the Supreme Court about uh, abortion. Here they come. Democratic riots. Here we go. I mean, we'll probably have uh, another, you know, cities and federal buildings burned down. Um, but hey, well, I mean, what else is Joe Biden going to say is good? Let, let's just riot. Let's just all go crazy like we did a couple of years ago. Oh, my goodness. All right. Hey, Tracy uh, Rafier running for Lancaster County Treasurer was on. Interesting enough, uh, he poll is out of the Lancaster County Republican Party. He's polling uh, 81% of the vote. Uh, same... Uh, Poll, straw poll, folks, straw poll. Charles W. Herbster, uh, 62% of that vote here in the county. Uh, interesting, interesting stuff. Kirk Penner was on. I think there's not a better representative uh, when you hear him talk, as I just did, of conservative values uh, for State Board of Education. So appreciate uh, both of those folks coming in. Tomorrow, Deb Shore, uh, incumbent uh, county commissioner, uh, will be on. That's probably one of the most heated races in the city at least on the GOP side, as well as uh, City Impact, who's been doing a lot of great things and has a special event coming up um, Thursday. Really looking forward, kind of taking a break from politics, sort of, but just talking with a fellow citizen, Natalie Weiss. Uh, really enjoy Natalie and her thoughts and differences on things, because um, we're just going to continue that with as much as she would like to come on the show. She has an open invitation. Um, and hopefully we meet more people through Natalie that uh, will come on the show. Um, Friday, Travis Filing uh, in that same race for County Commissioners Deb Shore and uh, Bob Borer, who is running for Secretary of State. And then Monday, uh, the sitting Secretary of State also running, um, Bob Evden. And then Tuesday, big election. We'll have mass coverage here at KLIN all night. 1,499.3 KLIN.